Hey, what's up, everyone? It's another week. That means it's time for another episode of Movie Time. Got myself, Renee Lokiki, here with my buddy, Blake the Wolf. What's going on, dude? Renee, it's raining out here in New York City. Yes, And I would just like to say that I am not feeble. I am the Fury. Oh, okay. There's the... There's no spoilers there, but uh, we're talking about polite society today. Yes, the, my favorite lines from the movie. How are you? How are you feeling, man? You ready to get into it? Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm good. I'm ready to get. It. It's been a busy week with a lot of stuff and news and and trailers coming out of CinemaCon and all that. So it was pretty pretty busy. But yeah, I had a chance to see Polite Society, which is which is one of several new movies that came out this week. Um, another new movie that came out also more worldwide is uh, not worldwide, but more in stateside is Sisu, uh, which is a movie that I was able to catch earlier. So if you want to see kind of my thoughts and review on that, check out the the review I have on the channel right now. But yeah, we're going to be talking about Polite Society today. And then we have an interesting game. Uh, it's going to be the first time that we're going to be doing this and we're going to make it an annual thing, something that I thought would be kind of cool, given that. We are now approaching the summer months, and that means for movie fans, it's uh, summy, uh, summer movie box office bonanza time. So, summy movie box office! Summy! Summy movie! <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be doing our very own summer movie blockbuster draft, where basically each of us will draft 10 movies each. And what we'll do is that we'll see who, at the end of the summer, who comes up with the highest box office totals. So... It'll be a lot of fun, and it's definitely going to let us think a little bit differently about our choices. And, uh, you know, as as people who follow just movies in general, and me, I follow box office stuff all the time, I figured it'll be just really fun and easy for us to do. So, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming up later on in the episode. But before we get into all things, as always, if you're brand new to this channel and you like what you see so far, then make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell to get notified every time a brand new video is posted. If you want Low-Key Geek on the go, check out the Low-Key Geek podcast channel on your podcast platform of choice where you can download audio versions of things we do here on the channel and check them out, listen to them on your way to work, uh, on your way to school, on your on the toilet, in the gym, whatever the case is. You could do that there. And last but not least, if you are in a position to further help support the channel and help the channel grow, Definitely check out our affiliates that we have in the description. You may find something pretty cool for yourself or for a loved one. And by participating, you will be supporting this channel at no additional cost to you. And for that, Blake and I are very thankful and grateful for all that. So, all that out of the way. How have you been, dude? How was your week? Busy. Yeah. Always been busy. Yeah. I haven't been seeing as many movies lately. I need to see Sisu for sure. That is, I think, top yeah. of my list. So yeah. as soon as I have a little bit of time, I'm planning to go straight to the theater and watch that one. Off of your recommendation, and I've been getting ads for it lately. Oh, and have you? <laughs> yeah. There's just, what's the tagline? It's like John Wick, but for Vikings or something like that? Like, Yeah, it's or... like, it's like yeah, it's, I, I kind of don't like the way that they're, they're using the John Wick moniker here. I think it's because it's, it's, it's catchier because it's more recent. Right. It, it, it's really more of like a Rambo. That's the way I look at it, you know. Um, I'm but, thinking yeah. like Northman vibes? Is, is it Vikings? It's not Vikings. No, it's just basically Who World War II. 
It's World War II. Oh, okay, that's Finland. right. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. That, that yeah. I miss. I'm I'm I messed up the slogan, but yeah. regardless, I'm trying to like not look at too much of it. So I just kind of saw the tagline in your review and I'm like say less. So I think that it just throw me like a there will be a lot of action and yeah. I'm, I'll go see the movie. So that that's what I'm hyped for. Reviews seem to be pretty good. Like there's some yeah. good word of mouth stuff going on for it. So I'm excited about that one. Otherwise, I've just been like hardcore in Succession world more than anything uh, yeah um and i know this we're not we do not talk about tv shows here it's movie time <laughs> not telly time right but um i've been hardcore in that world i love that show um i need more friends to talk about it with apparently um yeah i'm gonna see uh if i if i can uh, get on another person's channel if anyone has a succession uh youtube channel let me know and i'll, I'll come on i'm and sure talk there are many hours uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're ready. Um, that is a show I've definitely had on my queue for a very long time. And I've had people like yourself, friends of ours, who have said, you would love this show. This is a show for you, da, 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 this and that. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. Um, now that, you know, shows like The Mandalorian, like that's done. There's no more The Last of Us. I have been watching Yellow Jackets uh, regular, oh, like every okay. week, which I really dig. So that's one that. thing. Um, but yeah, my, my TV viewing right now is kind of empty at the moment. So I may actually go back and now start digging into succession because the, the, this last season you're, if you're pretty much in the middle of it, right? Yep. Episode five. If you were able to catch up by the time of the finale, we have a little watch party. You come over, hey. I'll make some little popcorn on the stove and we'll have a hell of a time with it. Um, All right. it's, it's one of those, it takes a little bit to get into high high quality drama, but as yeah. soon as you're hooked, it is oof, so, so good. We're not going to keep talking about it, but it is actually like high quality <laughs> television, closer to movies and hour long episodes and all, sure. which, yeah, um, full, full, well, full it, send recommend. It's, it's HBO, right? So HBO, they do these quality shows that feel like you're watching movies anyway. So it, it is, you know, I'm not surprised, cool. um, but yeah. Hey, here's a good question for all of you out there. I mean, I know, yes, this is a movie podcast, but what shows are you watching? I mean, it can't just be movies 24-7 all the time, right? There's some of us that love to indulge in some of the streaming shows and all that. Let us know in the comments what shows you're watching or if you have any recommendations for us to check out. Uh, because there's just so much damn content right now. It is ridiculous. I can't keep up sure. at all. The TV shows that movie lovers watch, to me, that's an interesting one. Because there's the TV yeah. people, and they watch crap. That I'm like, they'll watch anything. never fly in a movie theater. Yeah. The acting is awful. Yeah. Um, but we're talking like a lot of like White Lotus, Barry, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Oh, Barry, yes. Oh, I've been watching Barry, too. Oh, my Don't God. Say anything. Don't say no, anything. I'm, I'm kind of waiting until I can binge it, because I know okay. how I am with that show. Yeah. I just get into it and just eat it up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting side combo sometimes is the television that is of cinema quality and isn't yeah. just like you know um l empty calorie mm -hmm. content but instead is like oh these are filmmakers who are making it like high quality tv show yeah. writing acting editing like succession is shot on film literally yeah um yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's it's it, yeah it's it's special so i need to i i will soon be have a hard void in my soul when that when that one ends <laughs> you um, and a lot of people yeah it's it's an hour a week, and then it's 15 hours or so of podcasts afterwards. So, like, I'll have a lot of time. <laughs> That's when I'll catch up on all the other shows people recommend. So definitely let us know what yeah. what shows you film lovers recommend. I, I need, I'll need some recommendations soon. 
Yeah, no, that'll definitely be like a good thing to find out because it is interesting. It'll be interesting to see like what, like like you just said, people who are really into film, like cinephiles, you know, people like yourself, like me. What shows are we more attracted to? Are we drawn to, and all that? And like and like I said, there's just so much damn content out there that, and so many damn streaming platforms too that there could be so many things that we're missing out on. Um, but uh, you know, time. Time. If we only had so much time mm. to indulge mm. in all this, mm. um, but without, but with all that said, I did make time to see *Polite mm-hmm. Society*, um, which is the movie we are talking about this week. It is a comedy adventure movie from Focus Features. Uh, it was directed by Nita Manzur. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what the synopsis is, at least what is said on Google. Uh, a martial artist in training believes she must save her older sister from her impending marriage. After enlisting the help of her friends, she tries to pull off the most ambitious of all wedding heists in the name of independence and sisterhood. Um, some of the uh, um, performers in this movie is Ritu Arya, who many of you may find uh, will know from shows like The Umbrella Academy. Uh, I, I, she, I believe that's the one... Uh, thing that I recognize her from the most, and I know she's done other things as well. Uh, I have a story there, but we'll get to it in a second. Yes. Okay. No. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Priya Kansara, who plays the the main um, uh, lead in this movie, the sister there, Nimra Busha, who is very well known in the Indian film community. Um, also, if you've watched Miss Marvel, she was definitely in that uh, series as well. That's how I recognize her. And there's a whole bunch of other casting characters there. So uh, I am actually going to hand this off to you first to talk about. Um, because I think out of the two of us, you were the one that was really most hyped about this movie. Uh, and I would love to hear your story about Ritu as well. Because uh, I know you, th- she is one of the actresses that you definitely do dig. So the, I really liked her in Umbrella Academy. And yeah. I binged that whole season i think she was the second season was her season yes i finished it in one day the i'll do the little backstory and that'll help give context for my feelings about this movie um but saw her in umbrella academy went to her credits page and like looking Mm -hmm. for anything she was in and she hadn't been in much especially at that time there was a short film your boy loves a good short film just 10 minutes full story Oh, it's a funny one. And it was a British Muslim woman um, coming of age, short film, comedy, punk rock thing. I was like, okay, these are like four of my favorite catchphrase, like uh, keywords. (laughs) And there's representation happening. And there's like this. Um, So anyway, I I, I recommend it fully. It's called Lady Parts. And it ended Mm -hmm. up becoming a Peacock TV show. But before that was even announced, um, they it was right around COVID era with um, Umbrella Academy's second season. And so there was rumors of like, oh, they're going to turn this short film into a TV show. Mm-hmm. But there was everything was just full pause. We might get an update six months from now. They were filming it at right before. So everything's up in the air. But I went and checked out the short film. It won some contest and was on Channel 4 in the UK. And I absolutely adored it. I thought it was funny, quick, loved the characters. Um, and it mm-hmm. was only 14 minutes long. So what I noticed is I think it was on IMDb, but it was not on Letterboxd. And I like to log everything on Letterboxd. I was like, well, I saw this film. I need to log it. 
yeah. I, I'm I'm a little compulsive about that. So I figured <laughs> out, like I went on the back end and figured out how to add things to Letterbox. They use a different service other than IMDb that does all the back end and then they get their data, posters and cast and everything from that. So since then, um, I, I learned how to add things to that site. So then it would show up on Letterboxd and it wasn't on there. And read to Arya, it's one of her short, first short films. Um, it's the director of Polite Society, her mm. short film. Um, and that's why to me, this was like something I was really excited about because it was an uh, actress who they'd worked together before. The director of that short yeah. film, that director didn't have any other credits really. And so I added some of those cast members to the site. So they, the first time they ever showed up on Letterboxd was You're Welcome. Uh, thanks to me. And uh, now that, and since the TV show came out on Peacock uh, about a year ago, now the short film gets more traction. And every time sure. I'll just check and be like, oh, I added this. And now it's got all these views. <laughs> and, and for a long time, there was no ranking. People weren't finding it. But then after the Peacock show, just like the numbers went up. So, so anyway, I have a question. I, really I have a question about this director's first debut full length feature film. What's up? Yeah. Um, when you add stuff like, like mm-hmm. that, does it credit you for adding it or no? There's probably something on the back end that was like added uh-huh. by this user, but I don't even think it, like, it's not on letterbox. It doesn't have my name. I did log okay. it and was the first person and said like, added this cause I was such a big fan. Right. Something right, like right. That. Gotcha. Um, okay. But that was part of my level of expectation going into it was like sure. the amount of excitement I had about this director and, and there was also the thing where there was this like pause on the show and maybe nothing will ever happen. Maybe I'll never see anything of theirs again. And as someone who's a bit of a completist, I really wanted to like, normally I really fall in love with a, something. I would just watch whatever I can. And then maybe times I'm like, oh, that was a fluke. They have one good movie. Um, and and the other stuff isn't all that. But I'll just keep watching their things, essentially, once I get on a roll. Uh, and in this case, that's why I was so excited. And there was also the thing where it was just, hit pause for two or three years on the TV show. And then, mm-hmm. and then they announced a movie and I was super excited about this movie. Maybe, and we'll get to it. Maybe too excited. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I think it's, it, it is definitely the expectation and hype that may have ruined it for me personally. Um, prior to us going live, what I was telling Blake was that for some reason I got into an algorithm where I was getting bombarded with ads for this movie. I was on Letterboxd, the ads would show up. I was on YouTube, every so often the trailer would play as an ad. When I go on Facebook, I would get hit up with their posts and their ad posts, their sponsored posts and all that. Same thing on Instagram, their whatever they do, is it hits me there. So I just couldn't escape this movie whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, Blake was really hyped up about it and he was telling me the same thing he just said right now about the director and, and redo and all that. So, yeah, so I was definitely like, okay, this could be something. And then we went to see it and well, it's a movie. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but I, I, I want to hear from you first, like when you finally had a chance. So I'll say this before I hand it off to you. I had a feeling I was in trouble because my theater that I go to, who normally does Thursday showings and screenings for big movies that are coming out that week. And, you know, I always tell you, oh, I saw a 3 p.m. showing on a Thursday or whatever. Right. This had no Thursday showings at all. So I had to wait till Friday first showing to see this movie. Okay. Yeah. You're a legal guy, right? 
Yeah. We're not, I'm not going to dox you, but it, it's been a big AMC thing to where AMC even had a the week before mm-hmm. 1 p.m. or 7 p.m. on a Saturday. All the AMC theaters had it. Every AMC theater had a, a Thursday showing. Gotcha. I almost think Regal deprioritized it on that. Probably. Yeah. And also, they're not sure. Maybe they're looking, they're like, the box office isn't going to be that good. It's going to be playing those AMC theaters. We're not going to have enough runoff. Maybe. So right. that's part of what was happening there. And it might even be an exclusive thing. Like AMC has the rights they probably to show it a, for the, yeah. first, the week before and the Thursday, something. Yeah. Because the way they're promoting this movie is interesting. You're right. I've heard other people talk about like, they got a lot of ads. I was like, mm-hmm. I sent you one text about this movie. This isn't even their genre of film. They're like, yeah, I, I don't think that the algorithm hit that hard. I think everybody's been getting ads for this one. Okay. And maybe it's a desperation thing, trying to get enough people out there. And they, they're, You've seen that before. We just want to get our movie back, so we got to spend money on the ads because sure. we don't know that the word of mouth will get there. Sometimes that's actually a bad sign when you see too many ads. And then <laughs> sometimes on like, um, you'll see, it used to be more IMDb. Now it's like AMC or Letterboxd. Like they'll show, you'll often not, they'll deprioritize it. So like AMC shows out now and, on their app yeah. and it'll be all these movies and they'll, there's no list. It's just like my guess. Is, and then sometimes the hot, hot movie will be like 10th down. Right. I'm like, oh, it's because they don't need to put money on it. They know people are going to go see that. It's the first right. few that I'm a little more suspect about. Not always, but sometimes. So there's sure. something about that that lends credence to like how we feel about this movie. And maybe they knew what they had. And we're like, okay, we'll take an exclusive deal with AMC. We'll really push the, the ads on social media. Well, I don't know. But my guess is this one isn't going to do that well. That's, that's, mm-hmm. That was a little bad uh, foreshadowing, in my opinion. Right. There's also the one where you want to get word of mouth and you got to get people there and they trust that it'll take off from there. So that's another version of that. You see sometimes the indie movie that really pushes itself and then they get enough butts and seats and then the word of mouth takes it from there. They spend all their ad money just to get that first weekend going. Yeah. I don't know what the box office predictions are for this one. I saw it on a Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Not a great theater, okay. a rainy night, a little later showing. So maybe the 7 p.m. one was, there's only like two showings in the evening at this theater. Each AMC kind of had two showings. This theater was, which made me think like, oh, this one might be packed because all the people are like, oh, we're going to go see it Friday night. It was like seven people in the theater, like one wow. family and a couple groups of two. Um, now, it's not the best AMC. It's the worst AMC theater. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. This one, I didn't even do AMC. I did um, an Angelica Village East situation, and it used oh. to be a real crappy theater, and then Angelica bought it because it was a city cinemas. And yeah. anyway, so maybe that's part of it. Angel- the main Angelica theater wasn't even playing it, which it says something too. Really? So I would think like this is the kind of movie I could see. Like the, what I told you, and this is how high my expectations were. I didn't say it was going to be as good as everything ever all at once. I was like, it's giving me some vibes. It's giving me vibes, a little right. bit of... We've got some strong representation. We've got some action movie going on. We got some like I don't know what this kind of movie is, um, highly imaginative, stylized, etc. And plus, so, it's also it's coming from a studio that really supports indie films. It's a major yeah. studio that supports it. Focus Features, if you know them, they support a lot of indie films. So you would think a place like Angelica, like the main Angelica, would show something like this. So yeah. I'm actually very surprised. And so I'm not sure what's going on on the business end of things. It, it would all just be conjecture. But basically, it's not good when there's only that few people and it's been advertised like crazy. Yeah. The I was laughing at multiple parts. The rest of the theater seemed pretty dead. There's mm. what I can't tell. It's possible this movie was made for not me. It's possible this movie was made for 
15 to 19 year old, maybe young women, maybe brown girls, like a certain group of people who are going to be hyped for this movie and are going to say, oh, I see representation. This has messaging for me. This is inspirational in its way. I've been going through this. And um, I saw it with someone else and we both had similar reactions where it was like, maybe it wasn't for me or maybe it was just bad. I didn't find it funny. I didn't, neither of us found it funny. The action wasn't good. If the action had been good, I think I would have actually enjoyed this movie a lot. There were some moments I laughed out loud for sure. There were some, some quirky character traits of the main actress, especially the main character. Um, Some little funny moments with her friends etc it felt like like well i can't it's one of those like we could talk a lot about like what's wrong with this movie and mm-hmm. it's very possible it's just not for me and there'll be a whole group of people who love it and word of mouth it and it it does decent yeah it's also possible it felt like one of those like maybe the studio interfered a little too much or you'll see times where a movie doesn't quite work and it's because they try to do too many things or they try to go lowest common denominator but do something kind of niche at the same time or Maybe they had certain rules. We're not going to show bloodshed. And there's only a mm-hmm. little bit of like actual violence in the movie. But there are also some pretty like dark parts too. Uh, we're yeah. not going to do spoilers here. Uh, there's a whole mystery of like what's happening behind the scenes. And she's trying to solve uh, what's happening. Um, I mean, we could do spoilers there. if you want. I mean, you know, not right now, but like after we give yeah. our initial thoughts, we could just sure. quickly talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's so it's, it's, Possible. What I, another thing I was wondering about is if someone is there's a version of movies where this is meant for this demographic. This demographic will show the hell up, buy all the seats, and like I think of it like there's a lot of different groups like that. One of them is I came from uh, the Bible Belt. Christian folks, those movies can do gangbusters sometimes, and they've got a built-in box office. They okay. go see that movie, and that's it. It doesn't have yep. any impact on end-of-year box office numbers, awards. No one else is really taking it seriously, but they show up. And it's almost like a, yeah. we show up because we believe in the product, even if the product stinks kind of thing. Totally, like that's a thing. Totally. Yeah. But like, also one, movie, like one of the things, yeah. like one of the things we notice, especially during the pan, like the, the pandemic, I mean, we're still in it, but I mean, when it was like really pandemic and yeah. theaters were struggling, when a Christian movie came out, we, we knew, oh, that movie, that's going to make a that's going to make a lot of money this weekend. And it always mm-hmm. did. It would like be like number one, number two, whatever the case is. But we always said we have this running thing where you never doubt a Christian movie because that movie will always end it's up gonna make its five. money back and a little yeah. and some more. Oh, yeah. No matter what. Every yeah. time, no matter what, it'll always make its money back. Yep. No matter what. Always. Always. Yeah. Built in audience. So I kind of thought maybe that would happen. That's kind of why I thought maybe the theater would be full and it might be a cool one to be at. There's, and I don't know, I can't speak because this is not my demographic, but it's possible that if a family who's a little more traditional, they might not like the messaging in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I know that myself, um, growing up in the Bible Belt, there'd be like websites that are like, is this movie good? Is it, does it have good Christian values? And it's possible if a family is more traditional to be like, oh, this has some anti-tradition messaging. There's some parts in it, which we can get to in spoiler stuff, where like, it's kind of gross. Like the girl's cursing at her parents, like... I could see a parent saying, I'm not going to take my 14-year-old daughter to see that. And then she might find it when she's 18 and be like, yes, I love this movie. They get it, what I was going through four years ago. But Mm -hmm. it's an interesting question there. And I I honestly do not know on the business side of it, the audience, who it's really for at the end of the day. And if it maybe it works for a certain group of people and maybe it works enough to to do well um, and be successful in its own way. But for me personally, the things I'm looking for in a movie like this 
it would need to be funnier. It would need to have better action. The dialogue, like there's plenty of times where it's like, okay, I think they're trying to be funny, but it was felt flat. Yeah. Um, there was, there were, there was not enough of anything special or pizzazz about it. There's a few things that are great about it. There's some good acting performances. The costuming was, in my opinion, phenomenal. For all I know, there's think pieces going on somewhere about how it's not good enough at representation or they did the miscasting. I did not read into think pieces on this one from my my eyes and my limited perspective. Costuming was great. There was some some good directing going on. The actual plot, I think, is a pretty solid... Like, you, There's a version of this where it's a really clever and well done. Like, We're not too far from Get Out type of territory, but imagine mm -hmm. if Get Out was afraid of being scary. You know what I mean? Or afraid mm -hmm. of being too intense. Like, It was a bit yeah. watered down in that. Um, some of the sets were gorgeous. The friend dynamic, I, I got a little bit of... Um, turning red in there where it's like the girl, the ah, girls trying to call. get to the bottom of the thing. Good call. Yeah. And they're having their like cute dynamic. Um, yep. I really like that. And lady parts was yep. good at that too. Um, but overall the, 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 it did get me, I'm not going to say what the ending was, but there's, there's something that happens near the end where it got me. And like, I actually cried in the theater. Like I had laughed enough and I cried at some point where it's essentially like a message of believe in yourself. Uh, yep. Don't let other people hold you back follow your dreams kind of message at the core of it. I, that one hit me. I don't know why there was something about, there's a couple of times where people were doubting her and I was like feeling it like, Oh no, mm. um, she's an outsider in her way. So I actually, at the end of the day, I do, did like the movie overall. I think I gave it a three and a half or I, I maybe even over ranked it on letterbox just on some, like, I want to give this thing some love, but like three to four, something like that on letterbox. My, my, my real feeling is, three three and a half area and probably closer to three um but there were things about it that did work and i hope this director gets another chance to do something as good as how i felt about that for and i've shown that 14 minute short film to plenty like you're just mm -hmm. hanging out watching movies oh we don't have time to, for a full movie throw it on i've had multiple people like holy shit that was amazing who is this person what else have they made kind of like it, it is really really good this director is capable of making something really good I don't know if it was not a big enough budget, too big of a budget. They had certain deadlines. It felt like there was some filler in there. They're kind of like, it, it wasn't um, dense enough in the quality, but there were definitely moments of quality. And I hope this director gets another chance. And I hope more movies like this are made. I hope it's successful. It just, for me personally, it wasn't. I'm guessing right. similar for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it's funny because like you're talking about the director and how they made a splash with their short film, right? Which is what directors try to do to get their names out there and to see what they're capable of doing. If they're lucky enough, they will team up with an actress that either becomes well-known or is already semi-well-known and, you know, it helps them get the word out and all that. Then when it comes to their first feature film, maybe the pressures of, pleasing a more generic audience sets in and i feel like maybe this may have happened to this director because there was one thing that i was picking up on or i felt as i was watching this movie i kept telling myself this all feels very familiar to me like i feel like i've seen this movie before and then the more i watch it the more i'm realizing oh it's because there are a lot of nods and reuses of things that happened in other movies that I watched growing up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like especially like in the '90s and the early 2000s, it reminded me of a lot of those uh, kind of hey. There's a situation with my sister or my brother, and I gotta come to the the bottom of it. And then I have my quirky friends that are all nerdy, and we're into a certain thing. And like, hey, we're gonna use our knowledge of what we're quirky and into to help solve this mystery, you know. And it's like these girls are all film nerds, right, and action film nerds. So they use that mentality to like, oh, we have to infiltrate this or do this and do that because this is what we're used to, you know. So I felt like I've seen all of this stuff before, and it, it 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 they reuse a lot of the same similar tropes that you see in these type of movies too. You know, like oh, if we're gonna have to investigate something, we have to be in disguise, and we're gonna dress up like uh like against the norm. So if I'm a girl, I have to dress up like a guy to get into like a guy's area or whatever the case is, and it it just seemed very familiar. To me, that scene actually was the hardest I laughed because it was so ridiculous. Sure, And yeah. there's definitely a, a strong feminist message under this movie. We'll yeah. get to it in a second, but, like, especially when we get to spoilers. But, like, I have, like, a little, like, this is what the movie meant and what was successful about it. I think that was actually yeah. good, and there was some fun humor there. But you're right. It's almost got, like, that Stranger Things. We got to get the group of teens together to solve the mystery. Like, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm still not too familiar with Goonies. Don't hate me, 80s tea people. No, but it's fine. Um, no. We're talking about a similar, like, we got to solve the mystery and get the group together yeah. and use our weird skill sets, even though we're teens or young people, whatever, right? Like, um, we got a blackboard and we're writing out the plan on it. Yeah, um, exactly. Moments. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It, it's like if you if you take, if you go back into movies that are aimed towards teenagers and there's always some, like, mystery plot or there's always, we got to get to the bottom of something plot you will see very similar situations and tropes involved in it. I would even go back to like, for example, movies like Austin Powers or Zoolander and the time where they're kind of like infiltrating an area or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is, they always have that type of comedy. And I felt Mm -hmm. like this had very similar types of comedy that they were trying to regurgitate or reuse. You know, sometimes it was successful and sometimes it wasn't. You know, like sometimes it was very painful to see what they were trying to do. Um, So basically what I said in my letterbox review was I felt like I am no longer this generation for movies like this. This felt like it was a movie that was it's kind of trapped in in a different time period. Or this was really geared more towards the Disney Channel original movie kind of crowd because it felt very Disney Channel original movie like, you know, and I feel like. If this was shown on a Disney channel or if this was shown on a streaming service that I could already see like the younger generation. I don't even know what, what generation you call them in now, like the, the mid 20s or whatever the case is. That is really geared towards these these people. And I feel like they're the ones that will get a good chuckle out of it. They will like find the messaging like very empowering and all that. And I'm not saying that it's not. It's just for me. I am so past this 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 point of of that type of stuff, um, and there was just a lot of things like the, the things that I did like about it was the chemistry with the friends. I did like that because I thought that was actually very cute and it was very charming, you know. Um, and and I loved how they were so like supportive of each other, 
you know, and I thought that was really, but again, it's stuff that we've seen before. We've, it's also a reused thing where one of the persons does something that every other friends hate. There's a falling out and then they, that person needs them to really help them out. Like, you guys don't understand. I need you guys. And I'm so sorry. Like, okay, yeah. we're going to help you out because we're friends and yeah. all. So it just felt so familiar and everything. Um, I did love the performance of Nimra Busha, who plays the mom, the the, the evil mom in the movie. Great she was fantastic. There. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, and again, I'm used to her because I've already seen her perform in Miss Marvel. And she was fantastic in that series, too. So I was expecting that same level and I got that. So I thought that was really, really awesome to see. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, to be quite honest with you, and maybe this will be a very uh, unpopular opinion, but I didn't like the main character of, uh, played by Priya. I thought she was very annoying, you know, to be honest with the you. The character and, itself, not the acting. That's what you're saying. The character. No, the character. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and for movies like this, I have to be behind the character, right, to be invested. I did not like this character one bit. Um, I thought the acting, she did what she had to do. She she played that kind of energetic, angsty, you know, teen who's trying to go against the grain and who is like really big into follow your dreams and this is my passion and, and all that. Like, I love that, that, all of that. But I think overall, as a personality of the character, I did not like her at all. Um, and the chemistry with the sister, I thought was okay. Um, it, it just, it seemed just very cookie cutter ish in a way, you know, and the, another movie that kept popping into mind is Bend It Like Beckham, which is mm -hmm. almost similar tones where you have one girl who has this passion, family is against that because of their religion or what they're accustomed to doing. And she wants to go against that. And then it had a very similar ending in a way where things work out and then whatever this person, like the person that she pines over as far as her inspiration gets like a nod or a mention and like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. You know, it just felt so similar to all of that stuff. And uh, we'll go more into what that means like in the post-spoiler portion of it. But yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I gave the movie two stars on Letterboxd. Um, and I, and I, I specifically said this movie was just not meant for me. You know, and that's what I'm judging it on. You know, so if I was in my 20s, maybe this movie would be better for me. If I was watching it with someone in their 20s and I saw their reaction of the movie, then maybe I will understand it more. But as of right now, I it just wasn't for me. And it, it was really sad, too, because I saw it. It was like first showing on a Friday. There were, I believe, two other people in the theater with me. One of which left with with mm. uh, twenty minutes more of the movie to mm. go. Just just walked oh, no. out. <laughs> I was oh, just no. like, I was like, oh man, that is that's terrible. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So at the end of the day, it's a movie. It is what it is. And and if anything, if what I'm hoping, I I, I never want anyone to fail. You know, especially if 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 the director has this keen eye and did something that you found very well done if anything i i hope that when this movie hits streaming that that's when more eyes are going to go on it and maybe more right. people are going to actually enjoy a movie like this but to spend money in a theater it, it may not be it may not be worth it and i could almost see it having a better streaming life too 
if you yeah. kind of like we were talking about, like if you are 14, 15, 16 and your folks are like, you're not going to go see this kind of thing. Like it yeah. comes out on streaming. It's pretty easy to sneak something on Netflix much yeah. better. Or for all I know, I'm missing something. And like, it could be really popular amongst teens. Sure. Like yeah. it is possible. I'm out of touch enough. What I was hoping though, my expectations going into it were similar to how I felt about that short film where that demographic might love it. And also just the general cinephile fan person would love it. Kind of like, there's a version of everything everywhere all at once where it's a niche audience and it doesn't do that well and it doesn't, you know, cross over. And yet it was like every group of people more or less was into it other than a couple like the, the stray haters. But, yeah. but this one didn't have the, I, I was hoping this one would have the like cinephiles also love this sure. thing or general fans, people who just want an action movie are going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, it's kind of, you're talking about the Disney Channel movie vibe. And it almost kind of reminds me of like the Marvel TV shows, the yeah. what, Hawkeye, yeah. like yeah. similarly inoffensive, mm -hmm. um, good messaging. I don't, I, I did not enjoy that. Um, so anyway, overall, it worked on me on enough levels. I could see it being successful, Uh the i think now I, I, we're, I there's not too much else to say about this movie i don't think we're not no. going to go we're not going to bow is afraid this thing where we just talk about theories for <laughs> yeah, no, there's not there's nothing not necessary <laughs> so are you are you cool if we go into spoiler territory now yeah yeah let's do yeah. it yeah um basically the, the thing i was talking about earlier and i what kind of threw me about the movie is it was like inoffensive and it wasn't doing much violence and the fight scenes were real like if you explain to me why this person's able to float in midair in any way, she's in mm -hmm. her imagination. She has this power. She uses her yeah. beliefs, like anything, but there was some fight scenes that were very hyper unrealistic and yeah. yet not good action. Like they didn't seem believable. The cuts weren't that good. Mm -hmm. I think this might be the, this director's first time doing action in this kind of way. It's almost like maybe you need an action director to do some of those. Scenes. Right. Right. Um, so, but there was something where it's like, okay, it's this is a teen movie, and they're not they're trying to like not show violence so that they get that PG PG thirteen rating, whatever. But then there's a scene where it's like really creepy horror movie kind of stuff, kind of like mm -hmm. Get Out. There's a secret lab, and they're doing testing, and like there there's some Frankenstein's monster stuff going on, and like the underlying oh, you, messaging, the computer imaging of like the uteruses of all the people. <laughs> That's actually kind we of we had funny. some Charlie's Angels level special effects yes. going on too. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that that felt a little corny, but also like terrifying in its yeah. own way. It's not really it doesn't become a horror movie. But like if you think a little bit about what's happening down there, I'm like, are there women? Are there corpses? Or is there going to be like like a uh, morgue with living women like he's testing on them? And like, yeah, suspense was pretty high in that moment. And like, oh, this movie just took a turn. And it kind of does that. That's the moment where the movie takes a turn before that. I thought and this is a version of the movie I like also that's not hardcore action mystery mindfuck movie it's more like a story about a girl accepting that her sister is moving on and that her yep. sister's dreams aren't going to come true and the things that she believed about we can be whatever we want isn't coming true and her sister settles down and like that's there's a version of that movie that's a really sweet lovely family drama kind of thing and it looks like it's going to be an action movie but then nothing really happens and she just thinks that there's a story i think there's a very successful version of that movie here too Definitely, where there's not yeah. some bizarre conspiracy happening mm -hmm. But what happened before in the movie is all her friends are starting to disbelieve her 
of, mm-hmm. oh, I think you're just too, you just really don't want your sister to move out and get married and whatever. And understandable, yeah. sure. But she takes it too far at some point and then people stop believing her. And then she comes out and goes, there's a crazy secret lab and she gets shut down and yeah. there's a threat. She's going to get locked away, which is part of when I felt sympathy for her character. I got like a, no one believes you. Like that's one of my biggest nightmares. Like everyone thinks you're crazy and you're actually correct. And like the spy movie version of that, of now you can't tell anybody and you're on your own and your family yep. turns their back on you. Like that's pretty dark. But then after that, we also start to, we as the audience are going like, oh no, there is something weird going on here. And, and even then I thought like maybe some of it's in imagination. Maybe the guy's just really wants to make sure that the, um, that his next wife is, has a healthy baby and he's a doctor who's doing um, women's health. He's like a, he's and- like a geneticist. Yeah. And maybe he's just a good dude and he's got a lab that looks creepy. If you're looking at it in the wrong lens, there's a version of that movie where it's kind of not quite a mind fuck, but it's like a little sleight of hand sure. uh, thing. Um, but overall there, and, and then there's also the one where there's a lot nowadays, a lot, uh, especially since get out of political messaging, horror movies. And that's kind of like what horror has been. And there's that going on in the undertones of this movie. At the end of the day, I think there's a narrative of what I was talking about earlier that got me choked up of like believing women and believing in women and a woman's a teenage woman trying to find herself and believing in herself. And there's a there's a thing at the end where after everyone believes in her, she's going to do her thing, her little her kick video that she's been trying to get right. And then she finally gets it right. And the sky resounds with a thunder mm-hmm. and the universe aligns when she fully is in her own power. There's something really beautiful about that. And then I think it was right before, right after her hero that she's been trying to get in touch with the greatest stunt woman ever uh, gets in touch with her immediately after. And there's something really beautiful about that message. Also, I don't know if you noticed this in the credits, but the stunt woman played herself. So it's an actual stunt woman. Yeah. 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 And that's, she's a real stunt woman. Yeah. That's why I, that's not why... Heard before I, that would have made it a little better. I think if I'd known that that was real and yeah. not just some fictional thing. Okay. Yeah. That's why I you make were the aware comparisons. That yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I made the comparisons to bend it like Beckham. Because again, it's okay. like the main character w- idolizes Beckham. You know, everything works out at the end, and then at the end, she gets to see Beckham walking in the airport. Here, it's like right. you know, everything works out at the end, and now she gets a call back from her her idol or an email and say, "Hey, let's do brunch or whatever the case is." So, yeah. th- those are the similarities. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, it's it's just like this," you know. Um, the other, um. The other messaging here, and I don't think they leaned into it hard enough or something, something about it's a little off, but basically there's this thing where, and and there's a culture, there's a version of it that's specific to each culture, but I'm going to speak mm-hmm. more generally. This is kind of like the, the horror here is a metaphor of what actually happens in real life where a woman is chosen. She's kind of brainwashed. Um, she's, becoming a different version of herself and her younger feminist sister who's not interested in dating is like, what are you doing? You're changing. We had this little thing going on. We were best friends. And then now you are changing and moving out. And then the the society's expectations kick in. And at the wedding scene, when all the people turn on her and her sister, like they didn't feel realistic because at that point it felt pretty clear. (laughs) This mom and son are pretty messed up. And yet the whole wedding party still turns on. So there's something where there's a metaphor there of, we have these expectations of you and that pressure. Um, 
And then there's another one where the son is super in love with the mom and he's a mama's boy. And he just wants to, there's, there's something else that happens in marriage where the, the, um, the arrested, the son in arrested development is just looking for a new mother and he wants right. a wife who will clean up after him and tuck him in yeah. at night and all that stuff. There's something else there that they also didn't fully go with um, because of how they treated the, um, I thought they were going to, and I'm actually, now I'm, maybe I'm getting it wrong, but they're essentially cloning the mom in the daughter I thought there was a version where they were going to do a body switch thing where re the mom would go into Ritu Arya's body. Like, oh, get out. Like a, like a, like a, like a mind thing. transfer. And like, I will thing, now right? finally be able to marry yeah. my mom and it won't be weird or something like that. Right, like, there's a right, version right, of that right. where they lean yeah. into that. And I think that that's also in a way more successful and creepy, but it's probably not as, you know, teenage friendly or whatever. Right. But yeah. anyway, these are kind of some of the messages that we're dealing with in this movie. And, off of the short film and lady parts and the the teen i think she's a teenager that one at least young adult parents are trying to marry her off mm -hmm. um she wants to she's gonna she has a crush on this other boy um her friends are in this punk band and she makes friends with them um and music she's not even supposed to make music according to one of the guys who's trying to date her he says mm -hmm. uh, it's haram um there's so i think this director has good polit political messaging in the movies and i don't unless again unless i'm just uh missing some of it i don't think it was fully successful in getting those across the way that some other movies are to where you mm -hmm. leave it and like oh i see the world in a new way kind of thing but those yeah. the, they were definitely there were un there were undertones at least all throughout it and if you want there to be a message and if you're a girl who relates to the main character this might be a very powerful movie you know yeah no, for sure. And I and I think that's, again, since neither you and I are that, then, of course, it's not going to hit us that way, you know. So it would be really interesting to hear from someone within that age range, you know, dealing with similar stuff, because we know that does that is a real struggle, you know, especially with the, the new generation um, to go through that. W one of the things and to go along with what you said, like how I didn't feel their main impact in similar movies in the past, the parents are a little bit more strict, you know? Mm -hmm. So you really feel the impact of, no, you're really not supposed to do this or you're really not supposed to follow this route. And we got that in similar movies. In this one, it was almost like the mom was like a hip mom. You know, she would say certain things that were kind of hip or, you know, and then at the same time, she wanted to really get in with the cool crowd. So she was willing to be like, oh, that's nothing or whatever, you know, da, 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 this and that. And the dad was just like, you know, whatever, this kind of like silent presence or, or just going along with the flow. Um, but yeah, the, to also touch on the action scenes too, I thought it would have been cool if they made it so that what we saw was just a, an imagination sure. of what she, because she's such into those Scott action style, movies. Kind of. Right. That, There's a version of this in Scott Pilgrim that is very successful. Absolutely, and and but make it known that no, this is not exactly what transpired. But in my mind, this is what transpired because I'm like a big action movie fan, and to the point where we have our stare down and we're doing like yeah. all this crazy stuff. Um, you know, then that would have made it a better, I think, a, a better uh, creative choice. But here they made it as if this no, this is all reality. This is all happening. Yeah. The crazy fight at school, the 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 crazy fight with the mom and all that. You know, it's it's just so out of nowhere. The the sister fight, 
that became like this all out brawl, like like in, in like, it was just violent like, out of nowhere compared yeah. to the other fights. And like, and they're just gonna go to the dinner table and they're like bleeding out. Like, you're right. Yeah, like, like... If the original cut was that, and then this they did some testing and then they changed it to like, oh no, that's too imaginative, and people didn't get it. Like, there's a version of the movie that is more successful, mm-hmm. and maybe like looking back at it, there's some heavy hand in the editing room, it feels like that chopped it up a little too much. I wouldn't be shocked if that's like the draft of the movie that the director wanted because there's a couple of scenes where it's like, okay, this is extreme and almost ridiculous how actiony it is. And yet at the end cut, there's like nothing is really happening. There's no real violence. And, but then there's moments of like, Oh my God, this is hardcore. If you told me that the director wanted to do a hardcore version, but then the studio said, well, it has to have this rating or we get final cut after testing it or an audience has said, we don't get it. Or we didn't like that. The, it, there's something like that um, possibly happening with this movie and why it's not a full out success. Um, full out success I for like us. That at version least. Of it. Right, right. Yeah. Across yeah. all demographics, like a crossover success. Yeah. Um, there's a version of the movie that's, yeah, Scott Poker. So it's like you stand up to your bully, but in real life, you right. kind of just like tell them, don't leave me alone. And right. then they respect you or something or whatever. It's just like more of like an inner. Uh, fight happening yeah. for independence and individual. So like, you're not actually fighting your mom. You're just setting boundaries. But the way it looks in the Scott Pilgrim kind of way is like, yep. you do a full fight scene and uh, like, yeah, very over the top. But it's a metaphor for what you're actually going through as you individuate or set up, you know, respect yourself more. And, you know, um, I like that version of the movie better too, I think, because yeah. then at least the action doesn't have to work in the way that this movie was showing. Like this is realistic. Like it didn't, none of the fight scenes felt very realistic to no, me no. at all. And, and and like you said, like a lot of the things that happened during those fight scenes were so out of nowhere. And, mm-hmm. and it, it like, it really changes tones like so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if it was like one, like, like what we were talking about, if it was like an imaginative thing, you know, then it, it's like, yeah, it's easy to explain all of that stuff. Like, yeah. And I like to go back to the sister fight because it's like all of a sudden, it like the sister was just out for blood. Like, you know, I told you to stay out of my life. Like to the Smashing point where I'm going to kill you. family yeah. photo multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Like, you can go blind. Yeah, it was just but so ridiculous. And there's like a couple yeah. nosebleeds in there. But right. I don't know that we ever saw like blood splatter, right? No. Which I'm not asking for full no. Tarantino, but it's not punch. And no. then no. It was all after effect, which I think is a way mm-hmm. to keep the rating down or at yeah. least more family friendly. No, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it, it does feel like, again, maybe this director had one thing in mind, but it's the pressure of making a movie that's more acceptable to a more general wide audience. Right. And they get kind of handcuffed a bit. Um, if If this director was doing a movie that was maybe, you know, understanding the type of audience you do want to hit then maybe there will be more freedoms and more things that are done where we could have possibly gotten something a lot cooler and a lot more digestible across the board for all you know generations and all that but at the end of the day you know we got like this teen focused uh type of movie that for people like you and i was eh, you know just was just didn't hit right you know so We've, we've seen it in different ways where someone has 
a short film success that doesn't translate or sometimes folks will have a first movie that's not actually that good or yeah. doesn't isn't indicative of the rest of their career i'm yeah. curious with some members of the cast on the director themselves i'm hopeful that they get another chance and this is one of those flukes like i'm thinking this is a quick aside like amy winehouse's first album the studio changed it so much and it was not the sound she wanted and it's her second album back to black and she's like that's the sound i wanted and that's the hot hot album um i'm most thinking of um anna lily Arampour, who directed girl walks home alone at night it was an indie movie hugely successful at least for like the indie movie standards uh beloved critically has made two feature films since and have not done well uh at all and have felt but kind of got herself that wiggle room to make what she wanted and then it didn't do very well um, we've seen different trajectories so uh the director i don't know what's next for them i am curious we do know and i don't know if you want to segue over into our little game but like ritu aria is in the new barbie movie so we that know i think her right. career might be uh on the on the up and up i might be willing to bet on the ritu aria of it all oh yeah even I, if I, this was a, a possible like one step backwards no for sure R- ritu is definitely a star you know, and I or she has she, she has she has the the it yeah because again w- when you saw her on Umbrella Academy you were like whoa like you know that that is a presence and if we were to talk about pure acting performances she is definitely one of the strongest ones in this mm-hmm. movie you know it's like her yeah. and Nimra but again these are two people who have that experience what I'm curious about is when this movie was actually filmed. Because this could also be one of those movies where maybe this was filmed a while ago and it's kind of been like just in the bucket for this long time. As I, They're like, oh, why don't we just finally release this now? You know, um, it, it, it's always curious and interesting to find those things out. Uh, but yeah, Ritu is going to be in Barbie and yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bright things for her uh, moving forward. But before we get into our next segment, let us know in the comments, again, is Polite Society the type of movie that you are interested in? Maybe you already saw it. Um, let us know your thoughts and feelings about that movie. If Again, if you, either you saw it or you, or you were thinking about it or maybe you had no interest, we're definitely curious to hear all your thoughts about that movie. Uh, again, for us, we're not saying it was a bad movie for in general, but for us, it was a bad movie. Uh, but again, we are not maybe that demographic this movie was really aimed for, you know. Hold, hold on, I, this might be more correct. We might be the two haters. Rotten Tomato <laughs> has ninety one percent, Metacritic seventy five. Which for Metacritic, just that's good. Like that is pretty damn. Like that's a green in their world. And then now I'm going to pull it up on Letterbox. I'm guessing it will be three point seven. People are not hating this movie. I'm looking at reviews huh. and like there's a couple. One of them says it pulls its punches. And I was like, yep, that's how it felt for me. Okay. There's plenty of reviews that are like Sundance su- surprise hit uh, is like talking about how compelling it is. A teen action comedy that kicks so much ass. Maybe I just had too high of expectations. I should have started the conversation with this context because that's interesting. Maybe. There Maybe. might be people who are just like, what is wrong with these idiots? They didn't get it. But you know what? That that'll be interesting to know too. Again, yes. if this was a movie that you're so high on and you think all our takes are dong takes and all that, let us know. Flame us. Go ahead. Let it, let us know what it is about the movie that hit you uh, and that made it really great for you. Because 
you know, it, it's it is one of those rare times where you and I we agree on a feeling of a movie that is so yeah. opposite of what is out there. You know, the opinion is out there. So uh, we're curious. What what did we miss? You know, because yeah, I want to know why. Is... I, like, if I especially if I said something factually incorrect, definitely yeah. let us know. But also in general, like what of of those takes was. Oh, here's what you missed. Here's what you didn't get. Yeah. kind of thing. And in that, I I I really wanted to like this movie. I did overall. Again, I liked it. Like it has a four on Letterboxd for me right now. Okay. Um, and I, I gave it a little bit of like extra love more than I actually okay. liked it. It's a three to three and a half for me for sure. I liked it enough. Like there was parts of it that were effective, but overall, I maybe expectations were too high, and maybe it's just like yeah. I'm outside of that demographic, and also that's okay. Um, but if I'm missing something, I definitely want to know that. Like if there's a, like, oh, here's the, like when you were talking about the, like, oh, these were actually, the fight scenes were actually in her imagination. I was like, that actually makes more sense. Did I miss something where they like explained that early on? Like, is it the British humor? And I just was expecting something a little bit more raucous, uh, like tonally, am I missing something? Like, yeah, I I am genuinely curious. I want to talk to someone who loved this movie and I want them to tell me I'm wrong and, I would. I hope I'm wrong, genuinely. Yeah. No, we would love to hear from people who love this movie for sure. Because again, like like you mentioned, like is it a British thing? Well, I loved movies like Shaun of the Dead, you know, Hot Fuzz, like those type of movies. So it can't be that, you know, like like I there is British humor that I understand and I get. Um, I just feel like a lot of this humor just wasn't funny, you know, and I don't know, maybe. It, let us know because there could be something that maybe it's in the water or maybe or maybe this is one of those situations where over advertising and over promoting something didn't work on me or didn't work on Blake, you know, because I, I just it was so much in my face that maybe I was expecting more than what I got, you know, and then maybe if I got it, if I went into this movie completely blind, maybe just heard like one line synopsis or maybe i just saw a quick trailer a teaser trailer and then i decided to go watch this maybe my reaction would have been different i don't know but you know it happens so you you get what you get um but yeah one another great time to also remind you guys that if you don't mind our dong takes even though you may love this movie or not and you just want to see more of us all you have to do is don't forget hit that like button, subscribe, notification bell to get notified every time a new video is posted. If you want Loki Geek on the go, check out Loki Geek on your podcast platform of choice. We're gonna find audio versions of what we do here for your downloading and listening pleasure. And another great reminder that if you are in a position to help support the channel and help the channel grow, definitely check out the affiliates in the description of this episode where you could possibly find something cool for yourself or for a loved one, and by participating, you will be helping support this channel at no additional cost to all of you out there. So, again, we are very thankful for all the support that we get. So, are you ready to play our game? You are ready to explain the game. I need to step away for one second. I'm going to leave my mic on so I can hear just to make sure I get all the rules because I'm going to have to kick your ass. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay, you got it. All right. Yeah, so the... This is going to be the 2023 summer movie blockbuster draft. Um, This will be an annual thing that the movie time crew, uh, the movie bros, that's me and Blake, will be doing. Um, And what we are doing here is that we are taking all the summer movie releases. And when I say summer, I'm starting from May 1st 
to a week after Labor Day. Uh, I think that's like a safe zone there for summer movies that are coming out. And we are going to do a draft. So we are going to use a, no a random number generator to determine who picks first. And just like a normal draft, whether it's in you know sports or whatever the case is, each of us will take turns in drafting 10 movies. Whoever, whatever movie is in our 10 in our list, we will monitor box office numbers all throughout the summer. And at the end of the summer, whoever's uh, list has the majority of the box office numbers, meaning the highest grossing numbers, that person will be the winner of the 2023 summer movie blockbuster draft. So that is basically the the whole idea and uh, thing behind this this whole list. So what you will see, I'm going to show and share my screen right now. These are the list of all the movies that are coming out this summer. There's a lot of them. And, you know, based out of like what we've been hearing from CinemaCon and all that stuff, a lot of these studios are extremely hyped for this summer because it's going to be one of the first times in a while that we are going to have that sense of a summer movie blockbuster season. Now, we kind of felt it a little bit last year, but this is really going full on this year. Um, and if you don't know anything about CinemaCon, CinemaCon is one of the annual conventions that is really geared towards the cinema industry. So people who are attending these conventions are all the cinema owners, the, the chain owners, the mom and pop owners and all that. So it's really the time for studios to really promote their stuff to these owners, make them happy and, and excited for what's to be hitting their screens this year. And there's a lot of like hype and a lot of talk about all the stuff that's happening. So with that being said, Blake, are you are you all clear on the rules? I am clear on the rules. Okay. Uh, I don't love them. I wish we were doing <laughs> <laughs> profit, like box office minus cost, because that gets rid of some of the like fast X stuff or it devalues them. I also kind of wish we were doing a side category, which I will be doing. Okay. Of you know, it's not official. We're the goal is box office, but I want to do sure. one that is like a ratings or reviews or critical acclaim thing because that's. This is your territory, and you're asking me to fight on your territory right now. I don't love it. Um, you're the box office blockbuster lover guy. And I also do. I'm going to love most of these movies uh, and go see them for sure. But I won't have Top Gun at the end of my end of year list, at the top of my end of year <laughs> list, as you will. Uh, and in this case, Mission Impossible or whatever else. There's going to be a couple right. here that are really for me, but for the most part, this is your your turf. So... Um, maybe at some point, maybe maybe what we do in the around closer to November, December, we do the Oscar prediction box office, which uh, is perfectly the, fine. The draft yeah. that could yeah. be fun, um, yeah. or like which of these are actually going to be good, or versus which are Oscar bait that kind of bad. Um, that's a fun one, also. But I, I'm with it. I, I think I can hang. But I'm currently, if I were betting, I would bet on you to defeat me. So if I have some real dumb thing, it's because I'm not in this world the way you are. And if you're like, well, obviously that movie isn't going to make money. The actor dropped out at the last minute. The last one made half of the originals of the IP uh, franchise. I, I don't know. That's very, very possible. But I'm, not, yeah. I've got, I've got, I'm informed enough. I feel like uh, I got I got some good good opinions. I'm going through the list. Yeah. Don't I mean, the thing it. is, like, so so one thing that Blake and I love to do is that we play that uh, the blockbuster game, um, the the box sorry the box office game. 
uh, created by the 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 podcast The Blank Check. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And that basically it, every day it generates a random date in history, and what you're supposed to guess is pretty much you know who was the top five block uh, movies during that time, right? It's based off of uh, gross income take and in, in, in whatever the case is. Um, so we play that enough and, you know, we, we follow movies enough that I think this would be a pretty fair assessment from both of us as just based off of franchise, who's involved and all that. And the one great thing is that out of every summer year, there aren't 20 huge blockbuster movies that are expected to make tons of money. There's maybe five or six. So we're going to run out of those really quick. And it, now it comes down to, okay, what secondary and, and tertiary movies can help contribute to the overall numbers of our list, you know? And that's where kind of like the guessing game can fall into because, you know, one movie could have a successful first weekend and then completely tank the weekend after, you know? So that that's, I think, where the excitement's going to come in. Um, but yeah, so with that, all that being said, are you ready to see who is going to go first? Mm, yes. <laughs> and it should be me if the fates are aligned because I need a little leg up. All right. So let's me, let me pull up random number generator here. Now, do you want to do the even odds or do you want to just choose uh, from one to 20? Someone picks a number and whoever's closest. I just want whichever one's going to win. So just you choose as long as I get the winning one. All right. Let's do even odds then. All right. So I'm even your odds. How about that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And look at that. Nine odds. So you get to pick first. Hey, okay. I uh, was not expecting that. Um, and thank <laughs> you for, um, as, as, as your buddy, I really appreciate you yeah. um, stacking the deck for me. You, you know no that problem. I need the extra help. The, the main thing I'm not sure about that I think you're going to be better at is the more of like the sleeper hit. Like, when Spider-Verse came out, the first one, I'm looking at Spider-Verse now, which is on this list. Mm -hmm. um, when the first one came out, I don't know that I would have predicted it would have been a word of mouth, spread sure. like wildfire, do gangbusters movie. So I think yeah. you're going to be good at, oh, this is the one that isn't, is barely on Blake's radar, but it's actually going to do really well for, for whatever reason. Um, I've looked over a couple lists of predictions, but also... Those are so all over the place. Yeah. It's hard to really know how well any movie is going to do. And there's the version where it's like, oh, this is this is Jurassic Park successful and it does good money uh, or even like great money, but it's not actually good. So it doesn't go all the way. Then there's the time where it's like Top Gun sequel and it's just like number two movie of all time kind of stuff. I feel um, like I feel like you're stalling. But uh, well, <laughs> but other than yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, I'll say this: Look, it's all most of the time. Whenever I say something, like for example, Top Gun Maverick, how I said that was going to be the number one movie of that year, that was more of a gut feeling for me because I just love the Top Gun franchise, and I feel like this. You know, if you read the landscape, you know, people are really huge into nostalgia, right? And I feel like if the movie hits right, then that movie is going to gel with so many people. You know, so that was just like my gut feeling of that time um, when when uh, uh, the first Spider-Man came out um, uh, into the Spider-Verse. I knew it was going to be a good movie. I did not know it was going to do what it did, you know, because, again, it's also animation, too. 
which I know a lot of people don't like animation. But then after I saw it, then yeah, I I said immediately, oh, this is going to be something special. Um, so it, it's just sometimes it's just gut and reading the landscape of what's out there right now. So that being said, you're on the clock. I'm out What is your first pick in our first ever 2023 movie time summer movie blockbuster draft? So I am going to uh, take your legs out from under you, so to speak. Uh, there's a movie that I think will be more successful, but I want to take this one from you, Guardians. Okay. Oh, you know me very well. Okay, yep. There's one website that predicts it to make like 0.1 billion less than another yep. movie, which I won't mention because you might pick that one next. Um, but I'm going to, so it's probably won't be as successful. And there's, I'm also nervous we're not going to do a ton of talking about these, but like one or a couple of bullet points. I'm nervous because Marvel has not been doing so hot in the last like chunk of movies. We've yeah. talked about that plenty. If this is floppy at all, it might be ugly. And so, but I do think Guardians, I think this one will be either like a last gas for Marvel. It might be a breath of fresh air into the franchise, um, a new lease, but I'm skeptical enough of it. I don't think this is a smart first pick, but I did want to take it from you. I'm sticking with it. Guardians. I'm hoping it does really well and is a huge success and that we all love it just like we did the the first two. Yeah. No, I I think that was a brilliant, brilliant pick because that would have been my first pick. Um, If you look at the history of... Yeah, if you look at the history of Marvel movies that aren't the Avengers movies, Guardians of the Galaxy is the one movie that does extremely well with general audiences because even as non-movie comic book fans and non-non like superhero fans this movie has hit well with a lot of people um so what i'm hearing is that this movie is extremely emotional um it is a close in a chapter of the team that we know of right now so this could be huge um and i think a lot of people will definitely go out and support this movie so that was a brilliant brilliant pick there and yeah i i I feel kind of bad. I feel kind of bad because you got that. And I was like, oh, that would have been good for me for sure. Yeah. So good, good, good call. I'm just psyching you out right now. I'm just getting you, I'm getting you on your back feet. You're, you're back credibly now. That's, that's, that was the goal. You're up against no, was... the ropes. What's your number? What's your number one? All right. Since you did that, um, I did have a backup. And again, I always say there are certain things that you'd never count out. Don't ever count out on Christian films because they will always kick ass. Mm-hmm. You know, with the right with the right audience, don't ever count out on anything Medea because people will go out and watch Medea movies regardless, no matter what, and never ever discount Tom Cruise. So I am going to go next pick: Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That is that my first really pick. Yeah, uh, the Mission Impossible movies always do gangbusters. It's been a hot minute since we got the last one. But these are always the most anticipated movies that come out every year when they know they're coming out with it. So it's almost like the James Bond movies. Like people are waiting for this next installment. And yeah, based off what they showed at CinemaCon, I think people are going to be overly ecstatic with what they're going to be getting with this movie. So, so yeah. Plus the love for Tom Cruise is kind of at an oh, yeah. all-time high, at least in the last like 30 years or so. Dude's riding high. This might be a gut check, but they've been so good at these movies lately. 
Yep. I don't know if the IP love is there the way it is for some of these other ones that I'm looking at and what my next couple picks would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that one. That's one of those that it could be like a 400 million and it could be like a 1.1 billion type of dude. So speaking of that, the franchise love world. Wait, also, did we clarify? Are we doing domestic or global? Global. Good. So I'm going fast yeah. X for my next one. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Built in franchise love translates across the globe. Um, I actually like these. The last couple haven't been that good. I have a feeling this yeah. one will be. At least they're putting everything they can into it. There's a version where there's been enough discord behind the scenes for long enough that it, it kind of just doesn't piece together the way it should. But yeah. no matter what, it'll at least be successful enough. I won't be mad that it's in my top ten, and I'm 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 taking that one off the board. Yeah, no good good call because this is it's a guilty pleasure franchise. You know, like I think a lot of people already know that this movie, the, like these movies, especially the recent ones, are terrible, but they can't help but watch them because they just yep. love the movies, right? They love the franchise. So, and for a global market it translates you know so i i think that is very very smart uh great for great second pick there so for for my second pick again speaking of a global audience that loves these movies and they just can't stop making them my second pick will be transformers rise of the beast these movies they do so well uh whenever they come out regardless of how bad and and critically um you know how critically put down these movies are people still go out and watch these movies this they're also guilty pleasure movies as far as i'm concerned Um, but it also translates with a global audience so i think you know they're doing something smart also this time bumblebee would have made more money if people knew it was a transformers movies but they didn't because they didn't Mm. put transformers in the title (laughs) now they're going back to saying transformers rise of the beast so people know that this is a Transformers movie. So I think this is going to do really well come um, uh, summertime. I'm not quite ready because I'm I, I'm surprised you. The two you've taken so far are surprising to me as high as they are on your list. I'm starting to get confident, and this is probably where I I, I will. So <laughs> I'm going to decide between three, and I'm not going to say them out loud because then you might it might um increase the chances that you take one of these now no i'm choosing between four i'm gonna go with shit (laughs) see this is where it gets interesting i want to take another one from you that you would want on your list okay now that i've got you on your back feet i need to i need to push you back against the ropes i'm going spider-man across the spider-verse okay good one good 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 yeah marvel love the spider-man love spider-man being even more popular since last spider-verse movie came out yep so beloved i think everyone's gonna go see this and some people will see it a bunch so yeah. i'm good about that i'm pretty good yeah. about that yeah and again it's another great movie that does well globally as well so yeah good 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 choice there all right uh let's see okay this is yeah now we're gonna get we're getting to we're getting close to the point where it's gonna get very very interesting here so mm-hmm. My next pick, and this is a gut pick. I don't know how well this movie is going to do, but it has potential to do amazing. The Flash. 
I am picking the Flash. Yeah, that was one of the ones yeah. I was choosing between. Good call. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the Flash, you know, mainly because of nostalgia, because Michael Keaton's back as Batman. And if you notice any of the yeah. promos, that is what they're leaning in on. They are leaning in heavily on making sure that people are reminded that, hey, the Batman you loved back in 89, he's back. And I think that's what is drawing a lot of people. Now, for the more comic book nerdy type of people, guys and all that, they just want a better fleshed out Flash storyline. And I think they're getting that here, too. Now, there may be some issues because of the whole Ezra Miller thing. You know, like that that is in the minds of some people, not everyone, but in some. So that might hurt the box office on this one. But I think there's also that general curiosity regardless. Might help it. Bad yeah. publicity is good publicity. Oh, what the hell is with this guy, this movie? How did they handle yeah. it? And so it, there are people who are going to like boycott it or low-key boycott it. Yeah. Uh, well, I just don't want to support that because of the stories um, in a cancel culture way. Yeah. But there's a version where that's a lot of headlines that mention this movie for months and months. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of fascination behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I respect that. I'm going to take a bigger swing here. We're getting to the part where it's like, it could be a hundred million. It could be a bill kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm curious just on like a little inside baseball. Do you have a list sure. of like number one through 20 for you and what you want? Or like, I do did, not. have you ranked these or are you just, you're just no. eyeballing the list and gut check? I'm just, do you have I'm any eyeballing. system at all? Nope. Just I'm going wow. off of because I know the movies like coming how you out do this short summer. films at the Oscars. You're like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> and you and you know the success rate I have of that sure, so bye. far. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, the thing is, like, I know the major movies coming out this summer, so I I have that already in my mind. So like 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 everything that we discuss right now, those are movies I've already had in my mind that these are movies that are going to make a lot of money this summer. So. I want to steal another one from you, but can you tell me what your next one's going to be? No. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> give me one, give me. No. The, what I don't want is the one where all the movies that I like, I let go. And then I just have a list of movies that I don't like that are going to be very successful. <laughs> At the risk of that, I'm going to take a swing on the Top Gun 2 kind of vibe and go with Indiana Jones. Oh, I have a feeling that, that will yeah. be very successful and I yeah. it'll at least make good ass money. You've yeah. got the multiple generations of fans of it and the last ones haven't been good and the vibe is that this one will be good. Yeah. That's at least the vibe I've been getting from the ether. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, maybe you do, but uh, this one in theory should be a back to the... Uh, and, and, and if there is uh, any word of mouth of this is Indy's back, people will come all the way out sure. this, this franchise. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this is definitely going to be one of those. I know there are people that are very hesitant about this movie because of the last one that we got. Mm-hmm. But for those of you like you and I, all we have to hear is James Mangold. James Mangold mm-hmm. is directing this movie, and he's, he's done a lot of great movies so far. So I'm very confident that he's going to do well with this movie. Uh, initial buzz is that the movie looks amazing, um, but that's all I know. So I, I think, yeah, for me... This was also on my list, but it's also a pure gut thing. Like I think it's going to do really well. Who knows? Well, you know, it's will we look back and say he mangled the ex- franchise expectation? I think, I think it'll be, 
I think it'll be successful at the very least. So, okay. Taking it off the board. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I don't want it. It's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's mine. (laughs) Nice. All right. All right. So, for me, all right. I'm going to have to go. So, there's one thing, as we've known, that does extremely well always, and that's Disney. Ah, damn you. And there has to be a Disney Disney. movie that is really going to blow up somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, they do really well when it comes to Pixar animation. You know, Mm -hmm. but then if you look at recent Pixar stuff, it's been kind of eh, up and down. You know, when it comes to live action, it's been kind of eh, mostly, mostly eh, you know, and some big disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about this one coming up. A lot. And plus, it is a movie that is dear to the hearts of so many that grew up with it. It's always it's usually referenced between this and two other movies. That being Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be huge. And if it does well, it's, it could be even bigger. So mm-hmm. my next pick will be The Little Mermaid. I hate you. I thought you were going to go with Elemental when you started talking about Pixar. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Interesting. Because you, you really, I'm, yeah, very I'm, dramatic, Renee. Bravo. I know. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. Uh, you have to make it exciting. And plus, <laughs> again, if you look at Pixar's more recent history, it's been kind of all over the, all over the place. Um, I think if it's Toy Story, you know that's going to do really well. If it's not, eh, yeah, don't know. You know, so I, I'm going Little Mermaid, and I think the majority of the box office is going to be one, the true fans of the Little Mermaid who just want to go see this, who love the music and all that. Two, it's going to be a lot of curiosity. I think a lot of people are going to be very curious how well this movie is done. So, and this could be one of those where it makes all of its money the first weekend and it just tanks after that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we'll see. That's the risk I'm taking in this one. The fact that Beauty and the Beast live action got 1.2 bill, if I'm reading that correctly, is wild. Global, too. You have to think of the global market. Yeah, Yeah, this will do well globally. Yeah. Yeah. And you also get the thing where it's multiple generations, which there was a before the live action Lion King turned out to be a bust, there were people who were saying it might be the most successful movie of all time because you get the multiple generations and the it's so beloved classic franchise, like Mm -hmm. great IP. And it just didn't work that well. There's a lot of talk about it. There's also, I recently saw people meme dunking on how the animals look. Yeah. People about how it's like too dark and like we're not yep. going to be able to see that well underwater kind of thing. And like you might have a Sonic the Hedgehog problem where if they didn't fix yeah. Sonic, no one was going to see that damn movie. It ended up being right. pretty good. It's possible, similar to Lion King, that it just doesn't feel nice to look at weird looking, uncanny animals that you used to love and now are kind of freaked out by um, like a hall of mirrors or there's some, there's some um, version of that uh, like a Disney ride or something um, where it's just kind of like, it's kind of creepy. So yeah, we'll see. I, I, I I would have picked that one next. You've done that to me a couple of times now. I'm tired of it. (laughs) What you're picking next. So that way I picked them before, but, yeah, and and also to to say one last thing about Little Mermaid too. The big thing out of CinemaCon was that they showed Melissa McCarthy as Ursula singing the the song that she sings, mm. and 
according from what I read, it it tore the house down. People were blown oh, wow. away by it. So it, wow. it, they're saying now it's almost as if she was born to play this role. So, mm. whoa, okay. Who knows? All right, now now you got me on my back feet. Okay, <laughs> on my heels. There's there's a phrase there. I'm gonna go. I this is not necessarily my guess of what will be most successful, but I want it. I want this one on my list. Mm. I'm a letterboxed bro. I'm going to Oppenheimer. Nice, nice. I don't know how to feel about that. I with Christopher Nolan and box office history. There's also the problem where his last one was a pandemic bet that didn't really pay off. Yeah. My gut is that this will be globally do very well, but I also don't know. It's the kind of movie we might hear stories like, oh, it got pulled in these countries because of the political messaging of it or something like that. I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I don't think Christopher Nolan is playing the box office game himself. I think he's making whatever movie he wants. And some of those yeah. have been among the most successful movies of all time. And some of them are, are, they're all successful, basically, especially in a box office way. But is it going to be that level? I am mm-hmm. so excited for this one. I'm, I'm taking that one off the board, uh, just even just because I want it in my in my collection and I'm hopeful about it. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a great choice. I think um, you know, again, Nolan Nolan does movies for for box office. He does it for cinema, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I think again, almost like Cameron. I don't think you should ever doubt Christopher Nolan when it comes to box office numbers because he does movies for the theatrical experience. You know, so right, right. I, I think this will do really well. It, it's going to be one of those where I may have to watch this in the theater because that's how massive it is. You know, that's how you know whatever. Uh, so I think it, it, good call on that one for sure. Thank you. Um. All right. So we, for my, oh, this is your fifth one. Is this will right? be my fifth. Yeah. So we're, okay. with my next pick, we'll be halfway through our list. Um, so with this one, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. All right. You've heard me say it already before. I think this year's Top Gun Maverick or Everything Everywhere All at Once could very well be this movie. I'm going with Barbie. I think I I think Barbie has the potential to be a surprise hit that Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be talking about for the rest of the year. It's just it has that has a lot of things going for it right now. It has Greta Gerwig directing, Noah Baumbach who helped write the script. You have Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu. You have a great cast. Already great buzz surrounding it. Warner Brothers is all in on this movie to the fact where at their presentation at CinemaCon, you had executives dressed up in pink suits and tuxedos promoting this damn movie. I think this could be this could be a surprise for a lot of people this summer. I think you're right. I was going to pick it next, and I yeah. my gut was to take it above Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. But basically, this movie has to hit a couple demographics in just the right way. And if it sure. flops on that parlay, it's yeah. not going to be successful in that big box office way. But if Very it true. hits like teens, young women, parents, like if, it, if there's a version of this movie where it's successful across the board and also the amount of talk on it, like once the Barbie trailer drops and it became a meme, where yeah. for my Instagram for two days, it was everybody was doing 
their picture as a Barbie and the Barbie. The Barbie, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is smart because again, it's there. The people, the public, are doing the marketing for this movie. Yeah, you know, so it's in the minds of everyone at this point. Everyone knows what a Barbie is. Like it's yeah. just, uh, it could be its own word. Um, yeah. I, I've, I have a feeling that this one will, at the very least, will have a great opening weekend. Oh, I hope sure. so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not feeling good about anything after this. Um, it's all comes <laughs> with a grain of salt. I'm going to go with TMNT. I don't want it. Ooh. I don't know why I'm, think it's going to be good but okay. the box office predictions seem to like it and it's at least one thing we noticed with mario is that yeah. if you have a movie that's geared towards a younger audience and they don't have enough stuff out it, it'll do well sure We've got multiple generations if this one does any crossover it'll be a lot of people going to see it like anyone yeah. who's been a kid since 1980s so i'm i have a feeling like this one it's not gonna be number one i don't think at the end of the year but it could it could do some real business yeah, I mean the thing is, you already have an uh, a steady, solid fan base for this franchise. So anything that comes out, people will support it no matter what. You know, so once you have that, that's always a good call to expect at least something big. At least I, th- I feel like the, the thing we're saying a lot is it's at least going to have a huge opening weekend. You know, yeah. and then yeah. what if it has legs or not? Well, that's to be seen. But it's definitely going to have that initial. I got to see this movie, you know, so um, cool. All right. So and and just quickly so we could recap because we're already halfway through our list. We just go over what we have so far. So, Blake, you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast X, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Oppenheimer, and now TMNT Mutant Mayhem. For myself, I have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, The Flash, The Little Mermaid, and Barbie. All right, so... You had a much better s- second half of those than I did. How do you feel right now if you were to bet on one of us just based off this list? How are you feeling? I, I Honestly, I think we're very close. I think we're yeah. going to end up being very close. I think you with Guardians, that might end up being the majority of your box office, like like yeah. like the top dog of your entire list. And then it's all going to depend on how well everything else does at that point. Um, for me, I'm really riding on how I think how big Mission Impossible is going to be. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close right now. Okay. Are we putting anything on this, by the way? Because uh, I know that I don't know if you ever I don't think you ever did the last bet. So I'm not sure if that not even yet. matters, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. That's the kind of friend you are. Um, we but, could, we could, we could talk about that later in the next episode. We could think of it, and and we could come up with something. I there's we've got some options. Um, okay. I was gonna say well, the problem is we won't Barbie won't be out. I was gonna say you have to go full costume to one of these movies. <laughs> Um, but I do think there's a version where we look at the fall schedule and do full costume opening okay. night to one of the, uh, you know especially what? if it's a cornier one or one that's like, you're going to dress for what? You're going to dress in a, as a, yeah. I would be down for that. I would totally okay. be down for that. When Aquaman drops, you have to wear a flipper, co- like a Little Mermaid scale costume with no legs cut out and just like crawl your way into the theater. I think that's fine with me because I'm feeling real confident right now. I think that's a great one. 
Okay. Or, or you have to do the, the Willem Dafoe ponytail and a Willem Dafoe mask. Uh, oh, my from. God. That's crazy. The, the real hero of the first Aquaman movie. So I think I think I think that should just be the the thing for for both of us. Like whoever loses has to dress up like that. Just or, yeah, or just yeah for a whole week. For a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun one is you dress up to the uh, rival franchise. So you go to the Marvel movie in a Warner or in a DC oh costume, God. or vice versa. But that's also how you get some actual nerd fists in your face. Uh, so maybe that's well, a little too dangerous. That, well, actually, that's that would be funny because I already had some of my friends comments saying, why did you wear an X-Men suit for your Flash trailer oh, reaction? <laughs> how dare you? Like, Who do you what? think you are? Like what? It's comic books. Come on. <laughs> Traitor. All right. Yeah, yeah we got to go to the Marvels dressed up in full Aquaman gear. We we have really we have some good options. Let let's let's options. talk more about it, and then in the next episode, let's solidify what what okay. that thing will be because that will yeah. be hilarious. I, I'm so down for that. All right. So for my sixth pick, I I think okay. I think I know where I'm going with this one. So one of the things that is always a given for box office turnout are horror movies, especially horror movies with huge following. So my next one is going to be Insidious, The Red Door. Mm, smart. I, th- yeah. I think the Insidious franchise has been one of the more successful horror franchises in recent years. From what I hear, this is the first... Now, I haven't seen any of them except for the first one. But from what I hear, people are anticipating this movie because it's the first time the original characters are coming back to reunite. So this could end up being the more the most successful out of all of the, these movies because of that anticipation. So I I'm going with Insidious Red Door as my sixth pick there. Uh I don't have much to add. It's a great pick. It's similar to talking about with like certain demographics, like horror movies do damn well. And I was just looking through yeah. the list. There's enough horror movies there, and especially if you get a surprise one. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Paranormal Activity was an indie movie and now it's doing great kind of thing. Yeah. Like those can be, that's that's one good way, place to get a sleeper is the low uh, budget horror movie that does super well. Yeah. Um, I, do, I didn't know which horror movie to pick, but I think Insidious is, is one of the, the most correct choices there. So good, good on you. Um, now I'm rooting against that movie. I'll go ahead and jump in my uh, next pick. But first, I do want to mention a couple options. We're not picking it now. That's okay. fine. Uh, for the, the bet, Legally Blonde 3, you have to wear a blonde wig. Um, a full, long blonde. Is that coming um, out this year? 2023, according to something that I'm seeing. Huh. And what's that worth? Okay. Uh, Another option is Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. You have to wear a full Napoleon hat and have your hand in your shirt for the entire movie. Uh, option uh, three would be Wonka, and you have to do the giant blueberry costume. And as wow. annoying as it'll be, you, yeah, and just stand the whole movie because there's no way you could sit down. Oh, I would be so hated during that screening. Oh, yep. people would hate me for that. That'd be so funny, though. And get a little <laughs> bag and just pop back on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay yep go ahead no i was gonna i was gonna say for that i should get like a front row seat and just stand the whole time <laughs> so, like oh right God. by the screen 
I can't sit down. Stop yelling at me. Yeah, it's I wish not my I fault. I lost the not bet. My fault. I thought Mission Impossible would be a billion. It was four hundred million. Stop yelling. I'm mad oh too. my god, that would be so hilarious. Next one, uh, going on gut from here on out. Joyride. Oh, a lot of people are going to show up for Joyride, and there's a chance that it is fully successful. Um, so I'm just putting that one down. Okay. Yep. Yeah, based on the trailer, that movie looks like it's going to be freaking hilarious. Um, plus, it is what I like to say the Asian film of the year because it's an all Asian cast, and you could tell they're going for that demo, that demographic. It's the same people who I think produced or created Crazy Rich Asians and all that, so you kind of know what to expect from the it. writer. Yeah, the writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... There might be other crossover too, but yeah. Um, that's that's kind of my gut. Is at the very least, what I'm kind of betting on now is I don't know that anything we pick from here is going to do half a bill, but mm. I just want things that are kind of like they have a high floor um, yeah. on for, as a guess because I don't want to do anything that'll be a full full flop. You do a sleeper, and there's a chance like oh, this one does super great word of mouth little engine that could kind of mm. movie. Um, there's also a chance it's like oh, that one made you know ten million, and you're just your average is way off. So I'm just trying to do things that will like at least make good money. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart. Um, all right. So my next pick is, and again, I personally don't see this movie doing that well, but I don't think I'm the one who is the main demo for this movie. Based off of the feedback I've been seeing online, there are a lot of people who are really waiting for this movie to come out. And that's Blue Beetle. I'm going to choose mm, Blue Beetle okay. as my, as my next one. Um, straight up all Latino cast, you know, it is like going to be the first Latino superhero that we're going to see on the big screen. So I think it has a lot of that going for it. And I think a lot of people are really going to go out and support this movie. A really good call. It could be a built-in demographic movie, and it could be like Black Panther right. one, where if it transcends that and cross, fully crosses over, it, and it's a genre that's built for it. Yeah, it could be. It could be a huge, huge hit where people go, "Oh, I hadn't heard of that hero before," and then now it's like all the Halloween costumes are are Blue Beetle. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid. I don't feel good about anything from here. Uh, kind of just wish we'd limited it at seven. I don't think I could talk <laughs> you into that though. Um, I'm gonna go with one that I just want to take off the board. That might be it'll at least do decent numbers. Is Asteroid City? I'm a Wes oh, Anderson guy. Nice. I'm a Christopher uh, guy. I'm a Letterbox yeah. bro. I want this one on my list, and there's a chance it does damn good numbers. It should at least do fine. And yeah. worst case, I won't. I won't uh, regret having that on my list just being a little hopeful um yeah. i'm curious if it's actually successful though and like does a lot of business i don't i think it's been a while since wes anderson has had a hit right uh, but he's had ones like i think grand budapest was one where he's get some nominations moms love it cool kids hipsters love it whatever mm -hmm. he has enough potential for crossover this one could could be it and you get a cast list like that people go oh yeah i trust it the, some of the people i know them i think and and no matter what all of the anyone who's close to a cinephile is, is going to go see this one so yeah yeah um so i'm i'm quickly looking at uh 
Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can pull up box office numbers for Wes Anderson films because mm. I, I'm very curious. Um, so globally, it's not going to be as good for, for what that's worth. He's right. He has such talky movies. Um, but I, I do have a, a, a list here. It just says box office. Um Lately, we're looking at like 64 mil for Isle of Dogs. Grand Budapest did 175. Um, I don't think this is domestic. I'm not fully certain, though. That sounds more like worldwide to me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, globally, if, 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 if my number eight movie gets 150 mil, 200 mil, mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it at all. But that's kind yeah. of the high end of what he's done historically. There's also a chance if this is his most successful one, we hit 200, then that'll be a pretty good choice for the number eight slot. Right. With your last one, like if you're like, I'm not going to hold you to it. This isn't part of the game, but ah, Blue Beetle's so all over the place. I'm curious on your next one you pick, like what mm-hmm. you would guess for the box office for it. Like, where do you, what numbers are we at in this range? You know, if the top think, ones were yeah. a plus 1.2, kind of is the high end for some of those number one picks that we had, the top few. What are you feeling yeah. here? So, with our next picks, the, 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 for the remainder of what we're going to do in our list, I think. I think there's still one or two that has the potential to do 200 to 300 mil, I think. Yeah. But I think the rest are going to be 100 mil and below, I think, at this yeah. point. You know, so again, this is going to be where gut and guessing is really going to come into play here because there's there's one on this list that neither one of us has picked yet that has a potential to be a 300 mil movie if it's done right, if it's, if it's good. It? And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go no, ahead. Leave, and, leave and it hit for it. me. What is it? <laughs> so that's elemental. I am yeah, gonna go full in elemental. Yeah, because again, <laughs> Pixar movies they do tendency have they tendency they they have a tendency to do well. But if the movie itself isn't great, then they flop immediately after opening weekend. Um, I'm hearing decent stuff about this movie. Um, nothing really crazy. The last. A uh, Pixar movie to come out was Lightyear, right? Mm-hmm. I believe last year, and that movie worldwide did 218 million. So not terrible, um, but that could be what I'm looking at for a movie like Elemental. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That would have been mine. I actually would have picked that um, over my actual number eight, Asteroid City, but I just wanted Asteroid City on my list. And I was hoping you wouldn't take Elemental. It's a smart. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have any extra thoughts to add to that. It's one of those, like, yeah. it'll at least do decently. And it's it kind of, another thing I'm not sure about, and what if I, if I was going hardcore on this list, I would check release dates, what else it's up against. Sure, like competition. Are there, competition there? Are there yeah. other horror movies and like demographic yeah. questions like that? Um, for or genre questions, my number well, nine. No, I, th- I think the yeah, biggest competition we have right now is Oppenheimer and Barbie are opening up the same weekend. Oh, that's cool. I almost think it helps them. You know how Fifty Cent <laughs> and Kanye did the head-to-head release yeah. date, and both yeah, of them yeah, yeah. like Kanye won by a lot. That was a is a is a monumental moment in hip hop, but right. they had a lot of articles about that. I think it doesn't hurt them, and just. If someone's only doing one movie every two months, they're going to only see one of those. It doesn't hurt you. It's when, like me and plenty of people. I might do back to back the same night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thursday, Friday combo, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, okay. Uh, I, and also, that is, like, that is a good question, though. Yeah, for yeah, uh, why I, we put which ones higher and lower. I put. Did we have them in the same spot? Yeah, I had my number five was Oppenheimer and your five did was we? Barbie. That's oh, we funny. did, did yeah. we? Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Funny. Oh, that's great. No, yeah, another. Yeah, another thing to also consider too is is running time because uh, we also know running time does play heavily on box office numbers sometimes. So, um, I believe this Oppenheimer movie is supposed to be three hours, right? Is it? Yeah. It, but I so is know, Guardians, though. So is Guardians, though. I think Guardians, Guardians is also is. yeah. That's so have movie runtimes are getting longer, and I they are, aren't it. they? It's I'm crazy. I'm a sicko who loves it. Yeah. Fucking lock me into a theater clockwork orange me. I don't care. I'll watch <laughs> if I like the movie, I'll watch it for twenty four hours straight until I'm brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't me bother in. me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um number eight. No, nine for me. Nine. Right? Yeah. I'm going the last movie, which surprised me it was this high. The second movie in this franchise made 180 mil. Okay. This is a franchise that was talked about in like film online communities because of like what's the best action star that doesn't have a franchise? This is the days mm. of IP when just people are getting pulled left and right into into IP franchise stuff. Okay. Denzel Washington did not did not have a franchise or a IP sequel until Equalizer two. It made over 180 mil at the box office. I'm feeling pretty decent about Equalizer three. My other gut is that last one came out in 18 2018. Okay. And a lot of people have been doing streaming, have gotten more comfortable with it. They're watching sure. movies at home, spend a lot more time at home streaming. And I think a lot of people watched one and two. I remember seeing those and thinking, holy crap, these are actually really fun and good movies. It's not quite John Wick, but to me, it's kind of on the level of like, mm -hmm. hell yeah, fist pumping quality action movie. If enough, like it's almost like the last few years could be good word of mouth for Equalizer even though it like it didn't transcend into like huge box office success, yeah. But I, there's a there's a world where in the last five years since the last one came out, a lot of people saw one and two going, oh, I like Denzel, I'll check this one out finally. And then now they're game for number three, and the box office from before doesn't even show it. So this one could be a good bet. At the very least, I think it'll do all right. It's a Denzel movie. Yeah. It's an action movie. I personally really enjoyed one and two a lot, and it's it, it could um it could do some some. Like it could be a, among the highest box office ones in this realm of the draft. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean that's, I, that's not a bad pick at all. Um, the fact that I'm actually surprised that they're up to a third in this series yeah. already, you know. Um, but Denzel, Denzel is Denzel, you know. And at CinemaCon, they awarded him lifetime achievement this this past week. Um, Cinema owners, they love him. Studios love him. All that, you know. They're, what is it? The tagline for this movie is, it looks like he finally met his equal. <laughs> Get it? Um, yeah. And it, this also sounds like it, it's promised to be, I think, the final in this franchise. So it could be a lot of people just like looking to see, okay, how is this whole thing going to close out, right? So, so yeah, I, that's a pretty... It's it's just like the whole. It's also like another conversation that people have now about the older actors doing the action films now, like the Liam yeah. Neesons. You know, you have Denzel's now doing it. Uh, Gerard Butler constantly still does this stuff. You know, the so. Expendables and the Red franchise are both just yep. what happens if we get a group of old famous people to do an action movie. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's always like a big draw there. So, okay. Good stuff. Um, So for my ninth pick, yeah, this is where it gets really, really challenging. This is literally where my list falls off, especially because you took a couple that were lower on my list, but mm. it was like 15 that I was pretty confident. Like, these are going to do good. Everything yeah. after this is like, it, it could go either way. Right. Um. All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go crazy balls to the wall here. Don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Well, I I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not going to show it on camera, but uh, I think <laughs> I'm going the Meg too. Huh. So I, I have that on my short list. Okay. Yeah. I think this is one of those movies that is so batshit crazy that people have to go to the theater and watch it. And they're probably going to go to the theater stoned drunk on mushrooms whatever the case is and they're just gonna have a ruckus like a ruckus of a time because this is the type of movie that i think will do that um they debuted a trailer at CinemaCon. it's not available to the public yet but i heard there's a tyrannosaurus rex in it there's like crazy oh. nonsense i it, it's just batshit crazy from what i'm hearing and I think it's 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 gonna be like Cocaine Bear, where a lot of people are gonna be like, "I have to freaking watch this craziness," you know. So I I think it's gonna be one of those, especially with the younger crowd. So I don't feel yep. good about what what's about to happen. This is my last one. I don't like last that. one. I like that yeah. I had a couple. I was like, okay, <laughs> mess around a little here. I don't think you and I are gonna pick the same last one. I'm, and I, I, there's nothing I can do. It's not like you're gonna steal anything from me after this. I'm glad you picked Meg too. That was on my short list. The ones that I'm kind of looking over are Book Club, the next chapter, Harold <laughs> and the Purple Crayon, The Machine, Blackberry. Like this uh-huh. is the level of movie we're dealing with now. Yeah. I don't feel confident. I kind of want to go like I should probably go horror. I should probably go like something genre-y with a low floor. I'm not what I am gonna do is a demographic type movie is book club, the next chapter. That's gonna be my tenth. Mm. I don't want it on my list. Don't feel that. Oh, so you are doing that. I am doing that. Wow. Okay. Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't discount or disqualify that choice because again, it's a demographic choice. The last one made 104 mil. Yeah. 70 of that being in the US, 105 global. I think that this is a, there's going to be. My grandma and mother, both these kind of folks, they're like, oh, what's at the movie theater for me? It's a Tuesday. I don't have much going on. Yeah. Me and the girls are getting together. We're doing dinner and a movie. Oh, it's book club time. Yep. Um, yep. That's that. That's that choice. So it's not going to blow up. I kind of want to do a sleeper. I kind of want to do one that might really show out at the box office, mm-hmm. shock everyone. There's not many of those options left. I'm going to go with a safer bet for my 10 spot. And hopefully this will be how I, how I um, eat your lunch. <laughs> and no, I was thinking for the punishment. If if Oppenheimer came out later, I would ask you to go to the theater dressed up as Babam from Mario movie, and maybe a mushroom, like a toadstool, like a mushroom hat, like a toadstool hat on your head. I think that would be a cute outfit to wear to Oppenheimer. I got a lot of ideas here, Renee. Okay, and I hope I win and I get to choose something ridiculous for you. All right. Well, we we will see. We will see. You know. Again. Uh, our list can go either, like many different ways, all depending on how the reception is for any of these movies are. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely see. Um, but for my last pick, all right. Uh, 
what are you, what's your you can read through your short list if you want i can't do anything to you and i'm kind of curious sure. what's on there so right now my short list is and i'm thinking genre at this point you yeah, know people small. that go out to specific things because there's always going to be the genre for that so uh, horror the nun 2 the nun was a big hit for a lot of people so that could be something um strays which is a comedy with pets and we all know people love pets and seeing mm. movies with pets in them we have yes, how many if you look at every year we've had at least one movie about a dog a dog running away and they do great so yeah. with now you add absurd humor to it that could be a whole other level of things right sure. so we don't know um other things to to look at is looking at horror but independent horror so like a24 you never know when a24 may have a big hit talk to me looks like that could be a crazy romp of a horror ride right there and sure. word of mouth could spread and people are like you have to see this you have to see this you don't know um and then there's always disney right disney they seem to do well with box office and haunted mansion even though it doesn't look appealing to me could be a good family film Horror, not horror, obviously, but it's called Haunted right. Mansion and kids' yeah. movie. Yeah, that's that was one of the top ones on my list for sure. Yeah, so that's my short list right now. Um, what's, that, what's the boogeyman? That says it's Disney. Uh, it's a Stephen King movie. Um, it's it's <laughs> like a horror mystery type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it did pretty damn well. There's a lot that there's, there's a lot it, here it that are like safe. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> What's your pick? All right, I'm going to go with Strays. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. go hit with the the those are, these are the people who love watching dog videos, pet videos on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Now they're saying absurd shit that you and I say. I every time the trailer pops up in the theater, people are laughing, they're cracking up. So this could be a movie that this could be a fun date night movie. This could be like a crazy weekend movie. This could be a movie where a bunch of college dudes go out and watch something together after smoking a bowl. It could be like any of those things. So I am going with Strays. I'm so glad you picked that. I just checked and I would have picked this sooner. None. The last none movie made 306. I thought so. Million. Yeah, I thought so. Dumb yeah. money. Like yeah. for a tin pick, I would have picked that for the record. Strays yeah. is solid, but also Will Ferrell's box office uh, in recent history, not very good. Not very good. He's got good. two Netflix movies, Spirited in Eurovision. He's got $40 million for Holmes and Watson. Daddy's Home 2 did 180 This might be more that type. Yeah. Um, the first Daddy's Home did 240 Get Hard 111 million. So actually, these aren't actually terrible. It's just by the old Will Ferrell standards. Sure. Terrible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, Honestly, and, and I, th- I think pick. the same... The saving grace here is that you're not seeing Will Ferrell. And if people are tired of seeing Will Ferrell's shtick, you know, then they don't consider this to be like a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, his voice is in it, but you don't see him. Right. You know, the same thing could be said about Jamie Foxx, too. You know, like like Jamie Foxx has kind of been up and down recently. Right. But one thing that he's funny at is what he says. So I think his dialogue will really carry this movie and all that. So. 
don't know. I, I, you're right. Maybe I should have gone with none too. And I was very much thinking of it, but I should have. That's for sure. <laughs> but no, this is but, actually uh, a safer bet. I'm yeah. looking at his box office history. It's more that the quality of comedy is disappointing. He still does yeah. numbers. Yeah. He's got like Anchorman was 90 million. He had higher ones with like um, Talladega Nights, the next one, 162. Right. That's good. Blades of Glory, 145. But even recently, he's doing 175 mil for Daddy's Home. He's doing um, uh, 172 million for Anchorman 2. Like, yeah. Late stage Will Ferrell's still holding it down. It's just hey. no one, like, it doesn't have the acclaim that it did before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does solid, it do. Solid, so, solid 10, yeah. Solid 10 pick. But this, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, let's just recap real quick for everyone. So, for Blake, his, 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 ten, his list here Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Fast X, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Oppenheimer. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, Joyride, Asteroid City, The Equalizer 3, and Book Club, the next chapter. For myself, we have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, The Flash, The Little Mermaid, Barbie, Insidious, The Red Door, Blue Beetle, Elemental, The Meg 2, and then Strays. It's funny. I'm noticing now. I, I I'm the one that has the most franchises on my list, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is really interesting. But that doesn't always mean it's gonna equate to box office numbers. So, so yeah, you're, you're you good at it. these things. I also I think the other thing that I wouldn't bet against is one. You're gonna see some of my movies because I took movies that you like, and that'll just be yeah. funny when you give money to uh, my side of the bracket and i'll love that I'll be like oh no did you like honestly you should buy a mo- ticket for another movie and sneak in but it's harder these days with the assigned seating that is true the other, the other aspect of it is that you don't know how much money i'm going to pay on oppenheimer and asteroid city so if i need to juice my numbers i'm going to just keep going to those movies over like interstellar was like oh that's too long oh i couldn't even i could almost not even sit there i was like i saw it six times in theaters you don't know how committed i am to my my fucking film Twitter bro ass lifestyle, so I'm gonna be juicing these numbers, especially if I need some last minute help. Um, don't worry. Hell, for for his last movie, we freaking rented out a damn theater for it. So look at all the money we gave him for that. Tenant theater rental, great Hell movie. Yeah. That was awesome. We, we I wish Tomorrow, we could do that again. If, yeah. if the prices were the same, I I would do that in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. To honestly. Yeah. Hear- more box office uh, f- memories and fun like we like we've had, yeah. Um, or road trip movie road trips and stuff. Um, oh, it's so, so it's yeah. been a journey, that's for sure. Renee. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I'm, I'm excited to, to to see how this summer goes. Yeah, no, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Again, you know, all you have to do is stay tuned uh, to find out who ends up as the top winner at the end of the summer, and stay tuned for our next episode because that is when we'll determine what is going to be the 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 penalty the punishment for the loser of this uh, little contest of ours uh if you want to play along by all means in the comments why don't you p- put in your top 10 choices of what will the uh top box office uh winners will be this summer we would love to hear your choices um mention them in the comments and all that um but that's pretty much our episode for this week so again we thank you so much for tuning in as always before we head on out out of here, 
Blake, where can people find you online? Just go to the letterbox tab. My uh, my screen name is last name Wolf. How it sounds, last name Wolf, no punctuation. That's where uh, you can see where I gave Polite Society four stars. And you'll also see all the movies we just talked about as we see them throughout the summer. And um, you'll watch my uh, my score for um, any Christopher Nolan movie just go down over time after I see it six <laughs> times. I'm like, well, it got really, the third time it was great. The seventh time, it's a little tiresome. I'd seen it before. <laughs> which which one of his movies went down the most rating wise for you? Over time, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. Oh, see, I, this is, yeah, this is why people tune in. We oh, want to hear. Hold on, hold yeah. on. I have to go through my Rolodex. Probably Inception. Really? Yeah, that movie got popular for other people. I did yeah. not enjoy it as much when that shine wore off. Um, and the like, interesting. that's the problem with mindfuck movies is the second and third viewing. They're not as special mm -hmm. if that's what it's got going for. And that's kind of a Christopher Nolan problem in general. He's yeah. got a lot of like puzzle movies and, like Memento. It's got one mind blowing watch and you always re like anyone who loved it rewatches it. Cause like, and now I want to see it knowing yeah. what happens. Very few people see Memento a third time. That's yeah. a, it's a Christopher Nolan problem specifically. So I would say, um, I think Inception is, is the one that comes to mind without having the list in front of me. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I think for me, if I were to pick like off the top of my head, it probably is Batman Begins. I think the more I watch that, the more I'm not as into it as as I was the first time around. So it's great, great. I love the Batman ones off my list. To me, those are more DC than Christopher Nolan. Okay. And they're not like Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. They're but they are yeah. his movies. So but yeah, I I agree. Like there's that is that is a great choice for for that. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, yeah, see, again, another reason why you need to follow Blake on Letterboxd, because his lists are very fascinating. And you could see insights like that in time, the more you follow. As for me, I'm also on Letterboxd. You could see my screen name down below, but it's always the same thing. It's Low Key Geek, where you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, as I said, Letterboxd, but more importantly, here on YouTube. Again, if you haven't done so yet, hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell to get notified every time a video is posted. If you want Loki Geek on the go, all you have to do is check out the Loki Geek podcast channel on your podcast platform of choice. We can download audio versions of what we do here on the channel for your downloading and listening pleasure. And last but not least, if you are in a position to help further support the channel and help the channel grow, do check out our affiliates that we have in the description where you could find probably something very awesome for yourself or for a loved one. And by participating, you will be helping support this channel at no additional cost to you. And for that, I myself and Blake are very much thankful. So with all that being said, this has been movie time. I've been Renee. That's been Blake. Thank you again for watching. We will catch you in the next one. Until then, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. See you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, everyone. Bye-bye.